Game on. How professional coaches make the best leaders. In this video, Barb Smith shares how building community is key to personal and professional success. She discusses how teammanship creates a sense of overall wholeness and purpose in life and how we can all benefit from paying attention to the communities that we're a part of. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. Be sure to like, subscribe, and you're going to be going on a wellness-driven ride. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while. We invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. One of the most incredible women I have had the pleasure of knowing and getting to spend time with. Barb Smith, and let me tell you too, this bio is, is just a tiny aspect of, of this incredible human being. But Barb Smith is a former Division I college athlete basketball coach, motivational speaker, author, entrepreneur, and advocate for all levels of leadership. Having played and coached at the college level, Barb knows that sports go beyond winning and losing. Having experienced the highs and lows and twists and turns both in sports and in life, Barb has learned the meaning of resilience. Her story is one of the extreme highs, like winning conference games and back-to-back -back NCAA tournament appearances, but also extreme lows, like not winning games or losing a player to spinal meningitis. Barb has shared these stories and others as she speaks on organ organizational principles and team-building skills. She has presented to Fortune 500 companies, including State Farm, Marathon Oil, and Qualcomm. Please help me welcome Barb Smith. April, thank you so much for that introduction. That, that makes <laughs> me sound so, so professional. Y you are. <laughs> thank you for, for today. I, I am so grateful for this opportunity and I absolutely love what you're doing with the show and what you guys are doing to just to make the world a better place. Oh, thank you. And I mean, you're, you're speaking to the mirror there, Barb, because I, and I hope it's okay that I share this, but I recall the first time that we met, you made a statement that you were trying to raise $2 million. That that's a, not a small amount for something that you were working on. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Because to me, that was like, this woman has such massive goals and dreams and I want to know more. I, I've come up with this assessment thing, this thing that really helps young people understand who they are and what they're about 
and they're like, it's, it's not a personality test, but it's a, it's a thing that helps them discover more about themselves. It's, it's about a self-awareness journey. And we've gotten such great feedback, but I don't know if I said this then, but it was like, take the assessment and I would have to personally sort of score it myself, you know, for, for, I mean, that took hours to do. And so I, I said, you know, I've got to automate this somehow. So I needed this money to build this thing. And, um, and in, you know, in this journey that I've been on in raising this money, I've raised money and I've also had a workaround so we didn't have to spend $2 million on it. So it was much better um, just, you know, sort of fumbling through it and, um, you know, coming up with a great solution. So I'm excited about this assessment and how it's helping young kids. Oh, I love that. It is, that that is just so, so cool. I, I, humbly would say I, I fell in love with you pretty quickly when when I heard such a, a a large dream and goal and and what it was for what what you're about why don't we bring our audience a little bit to to the beginning can you share with us who you are and and how you became who you are now today sure I I grew up in a family of with six kids. There were six of us and God bless my mother and father. They had their hands full because I mean, six was, it was a handful. I don't know how people do three nowadays or two, but um, you know, and we were all close in age. So it was, you know, hand-me-down clothes and bunk beds and, you know, just backyard play Every weekend we'd go, or just about every weekend, we'd go to my my grandparents who lived on a farm. And it was like, it was like the national park. It was mm. all kinds of tournaments, you know, with the cousins. And my both of my parents have large families as well. So it's just in the it's in the blood. And we would have competitions, uh, shuffleboard, basketball, volleyball, wiffle ball, volleyball outdoors, volleyball, pool, volleyball. I mean, it was just like so many competitions and we learned how to compete um in a like a positive way like you would be you might be with grandpa and you have to win and you have to figure out how you and grandpa are going to use whatever strengths you have to win in the competition and if you lost you had to serve you were the servers for like the next meal so if it was you know a lunch meal then you had to serve the winners of their food and and, mm-hmm. and all of that and if you won you got served. So it was so much fun. And I mean, it was not gender specific. It was not age specific. It was like everybody has to figure it out. And I think that was one of the best things that I did growing up, uh, just to kind of get in the mindset of team. We're all on teams. Mm -hmm. And it's not just sports teams. We're, We're on teams all the time. My family was a team. And I think that's what uh, propelled me into loving, talking about it, studying them. Um, I spent a year going around the country studying teams, um, and, and these were sports teams. But then I pulled in a couple of business to see if things um, were the were the you know if it was the same. And team is team is team. It just doesn't matter. You need each other. And I, I you know, once I got through elementary and into high school. I loved, I fell in love with sports. And in particular, I, I fell in love with a sport that does not match my height, April. <laughs> I'm a shorty, but I wanted to play basketball. And people were saying, go play volleyball. It, it's better, it's better. And I loved volleyball too. And I loved softball and I loved track, but I loved basketball the most. So here I, I went to, uh, you know, Ohio State and I, went there as a walk-on because I was five foot nothing. And so I had to earn everything. And I, I was really out to prove to people that size doesn't matter because it didn't matter when I was growing up. It shouldn't matter now. And mm. so it just really filled my heart when I made that team and got a scholarship and could help my parents who were funding six kids to go mm. to college. And so from that point, I was you know, I'm going to stay in sports. And for the next 
basically 30 years, I was a college women's basketball coach. Um, and now, you know, I'm looking at the players who are up there and they're looking down at me as the, as the coach, but I learned so much about team, about teamwork, about loss. Um, and it really just, it, it just helps the whole perspective in life when you can throw those experiences together, um, and, and come out on teams and also wanting to give back. I really want to give back. I really want to give people knowledge about how they can work better as, as a team and uh, also helping young people find their way so they can find the right team because it does matter if you can, if you can find the right people, the right mix and, and really mesh together, work together. The sky's the limit when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, that really paints such an incredible picture of you growing up in this environment with your family. And it, it, you are, in essence, this awesome definition of team and community. And I love that. And you truly just kept following your heart and your desires. And I think how what a big message is that Barb? Um, because I don't feel like people follow their hearts and their dreams and you are really a show and tell for that. Uh, it sounds like to me, I think people sometimes don't follow their hearts and their dreams because they're scared and mm -hmm. fear is one of the number one, uh, disruptors, not just in life, but in teams, you know, yeah. um, you're afraid of the unknown. And that is no doubt scary. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur, when you're in a comfort zone of 30 years of doing a trade, that's scary. And you make a thousand mistakes. I'm on my millionth mistake. You know, it's like you just, you go out and you don't know what's around the corner, but you go anyways. And every time you get hit, it's like putting a little piece of armor on you know, you, you, you get stronger and then you're able to hit, get the hits more. And I think, uh, our youngsters, and this is something that's, that is so for your shows, wellness driven is our, our youngsters are so protected sometimes that they go out into life with no armor. Mm -hmm. Somebody was their armor the entire childhood where, you know, when I grew up, you you get thrown in the pool you got to learn how to swim you get you know hit because you're playing against a, a stronger uncle or something and you just take it but i think in life today and it, it's scary out there so parents really want to protect but sometimes what we're what we're producing then are people that are not so equipped to take hits and you're gonna get hits in life mm -hmm. and i think that's where your team comes in your support people come in and if you learn, you know, in short steps how to do that, it's so much easier than just throwing somebody out there without that background. Oh, that's, I love that you hit on those points. And myself being a mother, what a, what a difficult lesson that was to learn and to understand that I can't protect my children always. And you know, I, they scrape their knee and be like, okay, wipe it off, you know, rub some dirt on it. So it wasn't <laughs> like that, but you know, it's easy to become this where you want to control and you want to protect. And, um, and then you have this understanding and realization that that is not in their best interest because we're all on our own journeys. And so, I really, I, I love that aspect that you bring to us and putting on the armor because, you know, that's how we protect ourselves because we have the armor now. And I love that you pinpointed on, I'm on my millionth mistake or however you said that. I think that is really key too, because we're always going to make mistakes. Agreed. And you don't know what's around the corner. So you don't know what, I mean, if you knew what mistake was next, you might be able to correct it and fix it, but you don't know what's coming. And so you, you know, this is what's so good about coaching is you have to make decisions so quickly. The game is moving 
And so your, de your decisions go, and you may be right and you may be wrong. And no matter what, you know, when you're right, it's, it's somebody else. And when you're wrong, it's your fault, you know, and you just get used to that. I was a point guard too. If you, if, if we won, you, you, you know, it was the coaches, if you lost, it was a point guard's fault. It's like you, you just learn that, you know, it doesn't matter what comes it's, it's how you handle it. It's how you bounce. And I work with a lot of right now, high school student athletes, and we talk about the bounce factor. How do you bounce back? What if this happens? How would you bounce back? You know, it's, it's the bounce thing. It's how you handle the situations you're in and, and accept those as learning tools, um, and, you know, to, to help you later in life because something's coming that you're going to need those tools for. And this is how you get ready for that thing. Oh, I, I love that. The bounce back. And because so much of us, you know, again, life happens and it, we're not always at those high points. So, you know, and, and speaking of, you know, lifting each other as we climb, we're going to go to our first commercial and when we go back, let's do some more touch points on that. Stay tuned. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Hi, I'm April Hove, the Managing Director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to eWomenNetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about and, and do some touch points on what what it means to experience the highs and low, lows, and then we'll bounce back to talking more about teammanship and community. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, because I know with my law enforcement background, how, you know, we really did experience these extreme highs and lows and having to maintain that and learning that through breath work and putting on our armor. And so tell me a little bit about what that's like in the sports um, arena, because it's very much the same thing. And we were having a conversation the other night about how athletes experience that a lot where they're, they have these high points in life and then they switch gears. Um, and especially younger athletes where, um, they start going to college or, or they're going into other years and they stop doing the sports and you can kind of go into this depressive 
like state? Yeah, I think one thing that um, happens with sports as, as, a, as a person goes through the, the career of playing sports, you become an athlete. So, you know, you, you grow up and you're a person and then you start taking on something that you're passionate about, let's say athletics. And so the athlete and the person kind of gets meshed, but as you continue in sport, it becomes so full-time. Uh, I mean, even at age, you know, 10, it's full-time. Parents are driving uh, kids around and they're playing all the time. They're playing mm -hmm. in high school, they're playing in club, they're playing in summer. And it, they become an athlete first instead of a person first. And then, you know, the student gets in there too. Sometimes they're really academic driven. So it might be, you know, student athlete, but a lot of times it's athlete student, And a lot of times it's athlete, student, person. So, mm. person. so the person piece gets left out or shelved and they think they're going to pick it up at a later time. But it's sort of like 30 years of coaching. If that's all you are as a coach, then when you leave coaching, oh my God, who am I? Or, you know, if you've always been this, doing the same stuff, I've played basketball all my life. I've coached basketball, basketball, basketball. I'm a basketball person. And when you leave basketball, you have to figure out your person again. And if we could take somebody, you know, a hundred years old like me and go all the way back to childhood where you were everything, you were the person and the athlete and the students and try to keep that balance throughout your career, um, life would be quite different. Um, and I think there would be healthier athletes and healthier students and healthier people because you'd be working on all of those at the same time. And I think, um, I, I think all of us have a piece of that, you know, we shelve something, you shelve, like you shelve motherhood for a time. And you, you, we try to compartmentalize instead of just let it kind of blend together. You know, you're a mom entrepreneur, you know, aunt, sister, all the things that you are to try to keep them in balance and in check, I think is really a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. um, because when you look at it, I mean, when I look at my, you know, you talked about this, I, we lost a player, you know, I mean, that was like the most devastating thing my entire career. Hmm. I start crying about it because it's like, oh my God, we've lost a player. And, you know, it's like, what are we doing? We're just playing sports. You know, this is a life. And these were best friends and she had a family. And I mean, you know, it's, it changes your perspective, I think. And it does, it does make you look at things differently. It does. And I think that it starts to bring in the human people person aspect because you have to reflect on it at that time. You know, it, it really brings at full force this reality of what's truly important. Um, and I'm so sorry for that loss. That's, that's awful. And, and Again, it does have us reflect on the things that matter. And I think it's really neat that you got to experience what you did when you were a child because you knew what that was. You knew when all of that is blended together and there's balance within that, you know, that you know the importance of it. And then you see the difference, the differences between not having that and having that. So you really are bringing light to that, to the people that you coach. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think one of the coolest things about that experience is that you saw, we saw the community just wrap their arms around us. Even we, we, this happened when we were playing a game, um, you know, right after that. So the, the opposing team also could have been affected. So everybody had to isolate and quarantine and all this. And so those two teams, yeah really the whole team came to the memorial and the you know the whole thing was just so powerful and the community wrapped them, themselves around us and we were just you know every time every game after that it was just you know whatever we can do whatever we can do and and life got easier um 
obviously not because of the loss, but because those people were there to support us. And that's what happens when you have a community of people um, and, and you're, you know, you're, I guess what you're doing affects, affects them. So every step you take, every game, every point, every, you know, people are watching, somebody's watching and somebody is going to get something out of this experience, even this one right now. It's going to hit for somebody and might even be one of you or me, but something good is going to come <laughs> it just out. It might be you or me. <laughs> and that's the cool thing about interactions and people. You know, yeah. we we need each other. We're not built to be alone. We need each other. No. And and I and I've got to share because I haven't thought of this experience in a long time. But what you described with the the power of the community coming together for this child's death um, reminds me of, of a funeral that I went to for a fallen officer. And there were thousands of people and we all lined up. We, we were driving in line with our patrol vehicles, lights. Um, it, it was so profound of a moment for me. And I, and I, it was impossible to hold back the tears um, from the response of the community. And, and we had agencies from all over the state and, and it's just so powerful and it's an incredible and beautiful thing when we have that. And so coming back to, and I want to be able to have our audience relate a little bit about, you know, when we experience highs and lows such as that, when it's involving death, I mean, that's an extreme low and having an effect. And, and this happens to everyone. It's not just in sports and it's not just, you know, in law enforcement or what have you. It's for all of us. We all go through these extreme highs and lows of life, but really having the impact of community and what that means. And that's really what I want to bring to the audience today is, and I think that, you know, if we take COVID for an example, Barb, and, and what you experienced and saw during that shift, but it was such a, a revelation of an experience for the whole world on what it is to not have or be around other human beings. No doubt. I mean, that was the most isolated I think we've ever been. And I think people are still struggling with, with coming back out of that situation, um, yeah. especially our youth, but not just our youth, but especially, you know, our, our young, our youngsters that, you know, it, it was so hard for them not to have the, the friends and the, the family around. Um, and I, when I say family, extended family, sometimes families were separated too. So it, it was, it was definitely not easy. And I think that's the, you know, it does give us perspective, April, as you said, it gives us perspective because we, you know, we need people in our lives. And as a, you know, as a coach, you need a team, as a family, you need a team, you know, the people that went through COVID that were by themselves, um, many of them didn't die of COVID. They, they died of loneliness. I mean, they, they were left. Yeah you know, without people to help them. And um, you, you saw around the world how people were, were coming together to bring people food and to bring people water and to have outdoor, you know, there were pictures all over the, the social media about outdoor, six feet apart yeah. gatherings of strangers even, who later probably became friends. But just yeah. you know, the, the fact that we need the, the connection um, from other people. Ah, I love that. I just got got some chills because it is that, you know, strangers coming together. And that that's really where where I get excited because um we are are truly connected and and when we experience that, it's very powerful. And and I want to touch light again about your your comment about how people die of loneliness. That is a fact. That is true. And it just exposes um, the fact that we need each other and we need community. So thank you so much for for sharing that that touching memory of yours and your experience with that. We're going to go to another commercial and when we go back we'll talk some more. So Stay tuned. Our lives were never the same 
after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show, and you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one. -on -one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to kimjacobsconsulting.com. It's right there on the screen, kimjacobsconsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No, opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> I uh, can't help but laugh. But I, I adore that commercial and Les and Kim. So uh, I, I would I would love to let's let's go back a little bit, Barb. How do teammanship and camaraderie help to create a sense of wholeness and purpose in life? I love that. I love that question. I think um, you know the fact that on a team, nobody has to carry the load by themselves. So 
you have you space out the 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 heaviness of what the team has to go through and it makes it easier so if everybody on the team can can, can commit to the camaraderie of the group and take on the the responsibility that they can handle everybody gets to handle the load and it makes it so much easier to get to the outcome that way and so much easier to live life if we have those other folks um, around us that can help carry the load, that can be listeners, that can, can help us through the tough times, as you said, the grieving periods mm-hmm. when we go through, and even the highs. I mean, people to help celebrate when life is so good that there's, you know, that there's something to celebrate. Um, it's it's the same when it's high and low in that you need those people to be there to help celebrate or to help lift you back up. Yeah. And and I think there's a, a lot to be said uh, about you really find your people, right, that are willing to stick with you through all of it, good and bad, the bad, the ugly. And um, so and I and I think that's really what creates a team or a community. And, and I keep bringing the word community in because not everybody is an athlete. Not everybody's on a team. This is absolutely your specialty, but it blends together. It's all, it all has the same meaning for all of us and how important it is. So I, I love that. And I want to know, um, why do you feel that it's important to feel like you belong to something larger than yourself? Let's go that route. Wow, I think um, I think you go you go through life, and and to your former point, the world is a team, and that's mm-hmm. why we need each other. You know, there's there's sub teams, but really we're we're trying to we're trying to figure this out together. And yeah. you know, the the angst that is going on in our society right now is proof that we're not using each other very well. We're not we're not you know enriching each other's lives very well because there's so much um i guess angst and anger and things that are going on in this world right now that are are unnecessary if we Mm. come together um but i think that you know having the team having the you know the the group and really fostering relationships helps mend that and helps build team Um, and so you know if we all could just, you know, every single, like I was saying before, every single interaction you have with somebody is a is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity for you to learn, and it's an opportunity for you to lift somebody up, and it's an opportunity to have relationship. That's what happened with you and I. It is. We're, <laughs> we're two complete strangers. We ended up on the same team, and we didn't know each other. And it was the leadership team of, of this thing that we were at. And that's how we got on this, you know, texting thread and you were saying some really cool stuff. And it was like, hmm, Uh, I need to know know her. Like she's somebody that I would want in my, in my community. And and I think that's what fosters those things. And then here, look where we are. It just builds from there and you've become a great friend. And so now what we do, we're going to bring other people in and it just, it just, continues like that it's like a big old net of of people and you've helped change my life april oh my gosh <laughs> thank you you're gonna make me blush thanks Barb. <laughs> i, I so. mean I, I really i really look up to you and to hear uh you say things like that to me is uh very moving i don't want to cry so <laughs> thank you it means a lot and um but you're correct. It is just what we what we do for each other and by lifting each other and really, you know, putting yourself out there to to know people, to meet people. And, you know, those people that you you sort of idolize to begin with, you know, say something, you know, tell them, tell them that you love what you're doing and why, you know, why is it that you admire these people and what they're doing. So really being able to break that mold of, of, you know, introduction. And so, um, I want to learn more about what you do, Barb, 
Let's start talking about that. You have two incredible companies that you've created. You've got Courtside Leadership and Find My Team. I have them scrolling on the bottom below, and you'll have access to that for our audio or our listeners, excuse me, in the description. Um, Barb, tell me a little bit about both. You can start with either one first. What, which one came first? How about that? Courtside Leadership came first. And Courtside Leadership came um, out of a, a situation while I was coaching where the NCAA uh, put out this, this um, survey from, from female athletes, college female athletes. And what, it, the, what I discovered was that women's college basketball players were the least satisfied with their college experience. And that was like a dagger to my heart because oh. that was my existence. And so I started, I got off the coaching treadmill for a year and a half and I went out and I researched what the heck is going on and learned a ton. And that's where the book came. I, I put a book out. Uh, I wrote a book about the six keys that you need on teams and how when they're working together, it builds uh peak performance. You There's can, also you, a, I wanted, I wanted to stop real quick. There's also a link to that in the description. So I want our audience to know that. Yeah. And so that came first. And so what Courtside is, is that we help teams reach peak performance. We, we t evaluate teams. We go into businesses. We evaluate teams. We do motivational speaking on teams. We are keynotes. We, we, everything that you can think of that's team, team building, We'll come in and do team building with your organization. Um, it's it's just about getting teams to work better together and and reaching their outcomes. Mm -hmm. And and then the find my team came uh, when I retired from coaching, and find my team because of some of the experience I got to see kids in college. I got to see women thrive in college, and I got to see some of them just survive it. And those two experiences are so different mm -hmm. that if parents and student athletes and anyone else who's in that student athlete circle knew where that child could go to thrive, they'd allow it no matter if it was to the moon, they would allow it because it's that different of an experience. And so I came up with this, this where I got the assessment that I was talking about earlier and we, we get in with these families and we help them navigate the college recruiting process and help them find fit. Because if a student can find fit, a student or a student athlete, if they can find fit in a college, they're more, the chances of them staying there and graduating are up. They go way up. And the chances yeah. of them being networked and ready when they come out also go up. So finding fit is really the crux of that business. And we really, we really dive in and try to help them get to where they really want to go. That's so cool. And, and I get to experience this work of yours on a few different levels, because um, one of my friends and now obviously one of one of your friends um but ronnie rhodes you've been working with her and her daughter on finding fit for her because she wants to continue you know the sport and find the right fit and the right college and you're right it, may, it does make all the difference in the world i mean you have to be satisfied and that's really also blending in that aspect of team uh and personal like you, you as the, the person and taking care of you first and, and being satisfied and whole and well in order to perform at your best level. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, that's the, that's one of the neatest things we do is we really try to help young people um, discover what they might really want to do with their life beyond the sport, beyond, beyond college, looking way ahead. What do they yeah. want to do? And then helping them figure out how to get there, you know, through college and what needs to happen and all those things. Um, and just really, you know, take it step by step. But passion is what what leads people. And when yeah. you find something that you fall in love with and you find a college that has that and or, you know, you find a sport that you love and you find the college that has the, the coaching style the culture of the university, the academic piece, of course, 
um, and all the little things that are really important to you, and we help them discover what's important to them, then you can really, you can really blow blow your mind with where you can go and what you can accomplish, not just at school and college, but beyond that. And that, Barb, is how you're changing the world. Yeah, that's how they're going to change the world because we're going to get them. And it's going to be, you know, these these young lives and they need help. These young lives need need us. They need help. They need some guidance. They need some love, encouragement. And we need to help feed their their passions so that they can go do the thing that that they're born to do and that they love to do. And that's, you know, fostering our future leadership, which you you should. You need some wellness leadership, April, to, to make that to make that happen. So, um, you know what we're both doing, I hope, can make a huge difference in this in, in this world. Absolutely. Leading the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Barb, you you have so many incredible I, I just love your rich history and and how you came into all of this. And is there anything else that that you want to share today? Um, well, I would just, you know, for the audience, I would just say one thing that that kind of, you know, are both of our companies are doing. I kind of said it earlier, but if if there is one one kind act that you could do every single day, just with a stranger, with your family, with if we could all just be a little more kind um i really think things will will turn back around you know in your small world bring kindness bring smiles bring positive energy and in your larger teams and world bring the same thing and let people see and let it radiate from you because that somebody needs that right now somebody needs your kindness your smile your hug your positive energy somebody needs it and it will probably change their life. Oh, that's, that's a beautiful message. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Barbara, I'm curious, um, cause I actually don't know the answer to this, but if people want to, to donate to you, to the cause, to what you're creating, what does that look like? Is that on one of these websites or both? If somebody wants to donate, um, they can email me. And if you go through each one, each each uh, website has a way to contact us. So you can go through that way, or it's just, um, I'll just give you one of the emails, barb at findmyteam.com or barbsmith at courtsideleadership.com. <laughs> so either one. Perfect. Will, I And, and I think... I ought to have one or two, at least one of those on the description. And we'll make sure that we put that in for the audience. So that's really cool. I wanted to know just if there was any, anyone who found this, uh, you know, are passionate about what you're doing, then this is some way that they can step in and help. And tell me, Barb, what is next for you? Well, we've got a lot of work to do in, in both of these uh, companies. So we're not near finished in the reach that we want to uh, hit. And also, um, I'm, I'm trying to get to, you know, millions of young lives. And we're not quite there yet. Um, but every day and every sign up matters. And if, if our listeners out there know anybody who is struggling with the recruiting process, with confidence, um, with team, their teams, business or sports teams, reach out to us because it's you're you're not meant to struggle that way. We we have solutions and can help you um, with the processes of of basically of team. <laughs> it's all about team. It is, and and I think that. What's really cool about what you're doing, Barb, is I don't, and you would know better than I do because I know you've researched, but I I would venture to say I am not aware of any other, um, you know, recruiting programs out there that are really blending and marrying, 
the essence of, you know, not only finding the right fit, but the, the self-development aspect, you know, the, the really honing in on what do you need as a human being in order to succeed also? Well, I, I'm sure there are, and um, I'm sure if not, there, there will be soon. But the, you know, the cool thing about what we do, and it's so unique, it, it's, um, it's, it's taking the person individually and getting into the heart of that person and figuring out what she wants to do yeah. and, and helping her get there. And so we begin with sports on the shelf instead of the other way around. And that's the, that's the huge difference here is we really try to figure out and help the student athlete and the, and really sometimes just the student, because we have some that aren't athletes, uh, not, not going to play in college, what they want, how we can help them get to where they want to go and be successful. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, you're doing so many great things. I love it. I'm so excited to share. Thank you so much for being on the wellness driven life show. I want to make sure everybody knows again how to reach you www.courtsideleadership.com and www.findmyteam.com. Those will be in the descriptions. And I want to thank you again, Barb, for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. I, it is such a pleasure knowing you personally and, and such a pleasure to to show you to the rest of the world. Um, so I want to also let our audience know if you have any comments or questions and you're watching the replay of the show, please leave them and we will get back to you in the future. And also remember that the Wellness Driven Life Show is here from your amazing contributions and generosity. You can donate to the Wellness Driven Life Show once, weekly, monthly, annually. It doesn't matter what amount and when you donate on our website at www thewellnessdrivenlifeshow.com. You will be gifted with this beautiful follow-up email, and then you can keep that for your records. So I want to thank you again, Barb, for being here on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And I want to just say goodbye for now to our audience, and we will see you next time. April.